Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hope. My name is Tammy Lynn Connors. I have my friend Latrice here with me today. How are you, Latrice? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Some of you may remember or may not, but we have interviewed before, and I'm super excited to find out, you know, what's going on in your life now. And just so everybody knows what Hope is, it is my podcast and YouTube channel, Helping Other People Evolve. And what my mission and vision here is, is just to help people get through their struggles, just to have somebody get out of bed that day because they heard a story of hope. We all go through struggles in life and there's so much hope out there and people feel like we're all alone in our struggles. So I like to interview so many people, unfortunately, that have went through struggles, but fortunately have gotten through a strength to through those struggles. So I'm super excited because I know that you have a chapter in this book, Faith, Failure, Success, Surviving the Storm. And I like I said, I just got the book the other day. So last night I was like, I need to read her chapter before we talk tomorrow. And it was so good. So oh, good. <laughs> so if you want to just talk a little bit about that. I would love to. So my awesome. chapter of the book and this uh, chapter in the book, Faith, Failure, Success, Surviving the Storm. My chapter is called Life on Fire. And when I think uh, first, when Lynn first said, hey, I want you to write a chapter in the book and surviving the storm, like the storm. When I think of a storm, I think of lightning. I think of things being shaken. I think of tree limbs breaking and all those type of things in the storm. But you can still have some peace in the midst of that type of hardship, that storm. And so when I thought about what title I should call my chapter of the book. I titled it Life on Fire because in 2020, I literally felt like my life was on fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had just gotten married in 2019. We were married for only five months before COVID-19 took my husband out. My husband died from COVID-19 and Mm -hmm. I was devastated. But even before he died, roughly about a month before he died, the grandmother that raised me, she died. And so Mm. I had back-to-back experiences with loss in one, in a few months, if you will. And I figured out, okay, how are we going to bury this one? What are we going to do with this one? And at the same time, I was also dealing with COVID. And I didn't realize it was COVID until August when I had the antibodies test. But yeah, so it was very, very hard. We were some of the very early cases of COVID. Mm -hmm. And so I... My life was on fire and I couldn't figure out how to put the flames out. For me, the only way, and I went through a period of being angry with God and having to re-identify, you know, get my identity back intact with the Lord and, um, you know, forgive myself for, you know, um, realize that God had my best interest at heart and be grateful for the time and experiences that I did share with my late husband and move forward from there. So the only way I can figure out how to extinguish the flames was to reignite my relationship with the one true guy who is always present. Yes. <laughs> sometimes yes. we go through loss and you feel like you've lost everything and there's nothing left. At least that's yes. how I thought there's nothing. There's no other reason. I didn't feel like it was any other real reason to live. I just, it was just, uh, why am I still here? You know, right. waking up. And don't want to open the blinds, you know, terrified to go to any stores. Because, again, at that point, we were wiping everything down. It was mm-hmm. just it was horrible. And yeah. I remember 
when I first was able to go out and go to a grocery store, I was so shaken. I, I remember being trembling. I remember the shortness of breath. Uh, my chest was hurting. I just turned around and walked back out because it was too many people. Yeah. And so the thought of possibly re-catching, okay, I wasn't thinking about all the science at that moment, but possibly getting right. over the geese and all of that stuff. I was, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah. And when you, when you say that, you know, you guys were in the early stages, you guys were in the very early stages and you, you live in the Detroit area. And I know that in the early stages, Detroit got hit really, really, really hard with COVID. And yes. when you said, um, you know, kind of being the angry at God part, because, because that mm -hmm. does happen, right? I mean, we all go through the stages of grief, but I can mm -hmm. imagine, only imagine, you know, like, like at that point, like, wait, you gave me this man and now you just took him away. I, and yes. not at that time, can you realize the, the, the purpose and the reason? And, and yeah. so I'm sure that that struggle had to been so I, overwhelming. I can't even imagine, you know, and, oh, and God bless you for, for getting out of bed and, and reigniting your life, you know, I can take one step at a time. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes when we experience massive grief, we try and do it all at once. Mm -hmm. And we'll try to shake stuff off and say, oh, I shouldn't be grieving this long and all those type of things. And I tried that in the very beginning, but it did not work out. I was yeah. I was still crushed. I had to, although I am a licensed clinician, I had to go and get my own licensed clinician to work mm -hmm. with me. And I had to stop meeting with clients because yes. sometimes when the, the doctor doesn't get the proper treatment and they continue to work on someone else, you're bleeding on those other people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> counseling and really focus on healing. Yes. Yes. And that, and healing, that is so big. And what you said, I like what you said, because as you know, we like a lot of people, myself, I'm like, I got this, I got this, you know, I, I got this, but even with you being a counselor and then realizing, wait a minute, I need help also, you know, I need counseling also, because like you said, we don't realize that you probably would it if you, your patients or whoever you, what your, I guess, is that we call them patients? Clients. Clients. Thank you. I knew I wasn't yes. saying the right thing. Oh, <laughs> your clients. Time, the terms shift all the time. So one point it was patient. One That's point. true. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that then. But yes. your clients, like you said, then you, you don't realize it, but you're, that has to come out somewhere. And it does come out on them. So, you know, I commend you for going and making sure that you got yourself, you know, healed and that. Yeah. So, and your chapter in the book is so, I mean, we talked about your story before, but it is so good. So if you maybe want to talk a little bit about it, I want people to get the book so we can't talk all about it, but. Yes, I'll give it all the way. <laughs> but okay, what I'll do is in the book, I do talk about um, some of the things in regards to how we met. So my husband and I met through social media. We did not have any mutual friends other than one mutual friend. And I didn't, I didn't personally know the person he okay. does, but I don't know that person at all. They're just on my social media. <laughs> right. Right. And, right. Um, my husband lived out of state. And so we had a long distance courtship, if you will. And the agreement in the very beginning was that if, it progressed to a possible marriage, he would move here. And so mm -hmm. he did. He moved here. We got married. And then there was this crash course of pain that yes. I needed God's help to overcome. 
Mm-hmm. And in needing God's help to overcome it, I had to get to a place where I was able to even receive that help. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you think about how we look at God, we say God is my father. Sometimes we get mad at our parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been mad at you know <laughs> natural parents. Sometimes we get mad at our parents, but we mm-hmm. don't automatically just disregard them or no longer listen to them and all those type of things. So I had to get past my attitude and say, okay, look, God, I need your help. I, I can't make it through this without you. I also experienced some other things during that time. And the doctor said it was because of the massive and intensive grief. And that's mm. something that will be revealed in the chapter, Life on Fire. What is the real natural physical experience that I had that can be so mind boggling to others that you're trying to figure out how did this occur? Right. <laughs> so right. you'll see that that chapter. Uh, you'll also see in that chapter some of the things that we both said and some of the things that occurred with, mm-hmm. uh, within the hospital. You know, when he went in, um, one hospital didn't have any beds and they had to transport mm-hmm. him to another hospital. I was not able to go with him to the hospital. So during that time, you couldn't have visitors with yeah. you in the hospital. So you are in a sense alone, you know, yes. um, there was so many different things and processes that had never happened before. Even the even the funeral, you know, the homeboy service where you could only have, we were only able to have 10 people in there. You know, you right. could only have 10 people. Yeah. At time. And, it, you know, it was a viewing. So right. it's so much involved when you're dealing with a pandemic. How do you come out of a pandemic? And we're still dealing with the pandemic, even now. Right. Right. Although it's not at where it was when we first got hit, Look, we still have our numbers sure. are increasing in the state of Michigan. You know, there are still think protocols that we should be following, but a lot of us don't because people are tired. They're uh-huh. they're tired of having to stay in the homes. They're you know, uh-huh. so there are some things that people just aren't doing. Um, then there are things that people are doing. You know, so right. we got to offer ourselves some grace. We've never dealt with this before. We're making it the best way we know how. And mm-hmm. even when you feel like your life is on fire, offer yourself some grace because you probably have never been burned and set on fire at that time. So some right. of the decisions you made at the moment was a spirit of moment decision that you made. And it's okay. God is the right. one that's supreme control. So offer yourself some grace, forgive yourself for some things and just keep moving. Yeah. There's glory. I love grace. that you said that about grace because in the morning I do, um, I have a book, it's called, I choose joy and I do gratitude goals. Darn it. I forget the other G and grace. Grace is one of them. And, and my, mm-hmm. my mentor will be like, I can't believe you forgot that third one, but I just did. But anyways, <laughs> I know it's something of what I did for the day or something, but anyways, um, grace, you know, and it's not just offering ourselves grace. You know, we have to offer others grace too. You know, it's it's been a big change in my life because, um, you know, you look at people or somebody does something wrong to you or all of that, and then you're like, oh. But if you just offer them grace, because they're they're going through life too, and that's what I think a big problem is is that people don't realize that people are going through struggles that they Absolutely. don't talk about or they don't show, and we don't know. So we need to offer people more grace. Because God gives us grace, you know, and like you said, you were angry at him. You know, he gave you grace. Like he's like, I I know I'd be angry too right now, you know? So I think that grace is such a big word for people, you know, to, to learn that, you know, what grace is and how to, how to give yourself grace, but to give others grace too. You know, I think that's huge. 
Absolutely. And it's something that we find a little easier with, with regards to children. We offer children grace, but when we think of adults, a lot of times we're more punitive with mm-hmm. adults. But we fail to realize that life experiences took place that caused this particular adult to respond in this manner. And it may not be a venomous response. It may simply be that they did not think things through or anything could have happened or, you know, just like you said, something could personally be going on where they're not even thinking about how this is impacting you. They're just hurting right now. So (laughs) we destroy our relationships because we don't operate at a level of grace one to another. Yes. That we did offer a child. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I know that um, you're continuing your life coaching and that's going really well. Yes. I'm so excited. Royal Clarity View. Uh, That actually was birthed after going through the process. And healing is a continuous process. Let me not act like I don't want to make it seem as if I'm fully healed and I I haven't had any other sad moments or nothing like that. That's not how this works. (laughs) Right. Right. That's not how it works. Like when you think about when someone has um, their ribs are, are broken, like when I said life on fire, that's some immense pain. It takes years sometimes. To fully heal from that type of massive impact or physical damages, let alone emotional damages as well. And so healing is a process. You may not be completely healed, but you can celebrate where you are in the healing journey. And I call it the healing journey to wholeness. Because we're on a healing journey to wholeness. Each time we encounter different things in life, it could cause a different bruise or a different scar or something could occur that is painful. But that pain can still work together for your good if you're willing to engage in the healing journey to wholeness. Mm, That's so good. So good. And I'm sorry, what was the name of it again, your business? Royal Clarity View. Royal Clarity View. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Now, do you... um, do you do like, do you, do you have clients in Detroit that you see person, see like in real life, I guess now, it, you know, before you never said that now it's like, is it Zooms? Is it, you know, do you, do you right. actually see them? Right now is Zoom. I haven't Zooms. done any face-to-face clients mm-hmm. uh, appointments as I did before. And through Royal Clarity View, I do have a therapeutic arm. It's private practice. Um, that is my coaching. And it's also slash the therapy, therapy um, provider as well. With Royal Clarity View, I'm helping bereaved Christians regain hope by rediscovering their identity and healing through writing. So those people who feel that, you know what, I I know I need healing. I'm aware of that. I know I've had some hardships. I know that I'm hurting, but I just don't know how to get this out, what I need to say, because this person is gone, or I I need to say this to feel free. I am the person that's helping them write their story and heal through the process, you know, redeveloping the right mindset and rediscovering their identity, which is going to help them publish, write and publish the story and actually reap a a profit or a benefit from what they've gone through. That's awesome. I was just talking to somebody the other day about um, writing and how, how healing it is and so healing. But, and I mean, a lot of times too, I might've been Martha, Martha, I interviewed. Yeah. Martha in here. And she talked about when she was writing her chapter in the book, 
the healing process, but it's pretty emotional too, because you're going through it again, really. But I really feel like even when I wrote, I wrote my chapter for the next book. And when I was writing, there was certain points that it was like, almost like an emotional breakdown, like, whoa, what just happened? That was eight, 17 years ago. But you know, those emotions are still there, Mm -hmm. but the healing of it was so good. Even when I reread it to myself, I cried again, but then I was like, I feel better every time I'm reading it. So I think that, um, that's writing is, and I don't write that much and I need to write more. I know I need to journal because I know that it's such a good thing. And for you to do that, I think that is such an awesome, awesome thing. Thank you so much. When I thought about what type of coach I desired to be, it was funny because this is something that I was not trying to do. (laughs) 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 I was not trying to do this. Actually, I thought I was going to be a public speaking coach. You know, that's what I was all Mm -hmm. excited about. But when I prayed about it and God gave me the vision for this, I'm like, are you serious, Lord? That means I have to go and I got to dig deep and help people identify the root causes and all, you know, I gotta, oh right. my gosh. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to say, yes, let's just go ahead and do this. But the people who I've been able to coach and the, you know, the testimonies and things that I've heard from them, it's been amazing. It's been a worthy journey and I'm just getting started. I just launched World Clarity View in March of this year. So it's a very new agency. I've yeah. always had, I've had It's Time Enterprises since um, 2009, but, and that's the public speaking company, but Royal Clarity View is very new, but I'm just so thrilled at the lives that are being changed as I operate in purpose. That's, uh, uh, that's, that's huge right there. What you just said, right. Operating on purpose because, and the, the, when you get, isn't it so good when you get that message from someone or they tell you how you have changed their life? I mean, yes. just by just by being there and and offering that that help and that, you know, hope, you know, because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people out there that really do that and and when you have the heart to really do it, that's when the passion comes and the purpose comes and and that's when the lives are changed. You know, there's so Absolutely. many people out there that have I don't know, letters behind their name or whatever, but, but they, their heart's not there. They're not, you know, and you've been through the struggle. So, you know, you know, so, so to hear you say that, I just, I can't wait to see where this goes with you. Cause I'm so excited. And I, I, when, when we were talking the other day, just on Facebook and you said, let's do an interview again. I was like, let's do it. Cause I love it. I love your smile. I love your personality. You're, you're just, you, you know, you're, you're a whole person. That's just a good person. And that's Thank just so awesome. Much. Yeah. So <laughs> now real quick about you, do you still have your public speaking business too then? I do. I okay. haven't been as active uh, uh-huh. in that. I'm starting to be more active because I've been getting more interviews and things, but I was doing K through 12 public speaking coaching, like teaching youth how to uh-huh. operate in that area. And I was also teaching startup entrepreneurs how to do their elevator elevator pitches and really stand and the authority that they've been given in their field within the area of public speaking. And for a while that was phenomenal, you know, uh, but then I just kind of tapered off from mm-hmm. it and focusing on writing the different books that came to mind. So right now what I'm doing for 2022, my plan is to build out. So I need to begin to hire uh, more people to get more assistance 
in both of those different areas. But yeah. I'm excited about it. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Now you told me um, before we started that you're writing another book right now. I yes, I've written a book called Burning the Help. That book okay. is actually it will be published roughly next year. I'm guessing around May June. Uh, it's with the editor at this current time, but it's fully written. We're just going through our final process for the final uh-huh. edit, and I'm I'm excited. The book Burning the Help is really coming from a babysitter perspective. Uh, things that someone could do that make you say, "I don't want to," uh, I don't want to watch that person's kid. So it's answering the question that I've heard from quite a few people: Why won't somebody watch my kids for me? Why can't I get any help? And so I decided. Look at my own background, reasons why I may not want to watch certain people's kids and things <laughs> like that because of experiences. And I did my best. It's a fictional story, but there are some real elements to it from some things that I have experienced. And I'm just excited about how this book will answer that question and provide some solutions for people yeah. who have burned out their help. How can I? Actually, what resources can I use to start over now that I'm ready to avoid burning out my help? I need, I still need help. How do I right. get that? So I'm looking yeah. to have some resources. I plan to have some resources in the back for those parents. And this is really geared towards new parents, but uh, parents who have burned out their help or in the process of burning out their help mm-hmm. and they don't even realize it. Yeah. You know, some, some things as small as failing to arrive on time to pick up your kid can burn out your help, you know, <laughs> or yeah. you, don't, you don't send them with clean clothes. You know, certain things can burn out your help because it puts more of a strain on the people that said, yes, they were excited before, but now they're saying no. And you should know right. why they're saying no so that you can start correcting some things and not burn out your help. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love that. That's cool. That, and it's cool that you, they, uh, I mean, I would have never thought of that. That is just like, that's, and it's true though, because I've, back in the day when I used to babysit, there was people that I was like, ah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not babysitting. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> so right, yeah, that's, right. that's awesome. That's, that's and then there so... are people who I was like, yes, whenever they want me to babysit. Absolutely. Yes. And I had to look at my own life and see why did I give certain people a yes, no matter what? And certain people, it was like, no, I need to give you a no, or don't even look, <laughs> look at the caller ID. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. Don't even answer the phone. <laughs> don't even answer the phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that'll be an exciting book coming out. Yes. So that's good. That's good. Thank so you. everything's going good right now. That's awesome. I love your, right. um, your vision for 2022 to get, you know, outsource a little bit more for yourself, you know, to probably help you with things too, because I was just thinking that today, some people I'm like, how do they do everything? And I messaged somebody actually about a picture that they had. And I was like, how did you create that? And she's like, oh, someone did it for me. And I was like, oh, that's how you do all the things that you do. (laughs) You delegate. That's, that's source, you know, but yeah. So it made me think a little bit about that. You know, we, I feel like we're always trying to do everything ourselves and then and then, and then that's when you get frustrated, right? Because and you burned can't out. do everything yourself. You know, right. you can try, but there's not enough. There's not enough time in the day. Just, no. I mean, we have all, all have the same time, but there's not. I mean, it's it's 24 hours, right? So yes. you can't do that's everything right. in 24 hours and try to sleep and eat too. 
Yes. If you're creative people like you and I, you know, we find ourselves trying to do it all because in your mind you have a certain way you want it to look. And we got to relinquish some of that and just kind of coach somebody else along to who can do what we need them to do, you know? Right, right. That's, that's called letting that I'm go. Trying to work on. I'm doing my best letting, to work on right now. Right, letting go of the control. Yes. <laughs> yes <right>? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think all entrepreneurs have that though. You know, you're like, ah, I got make right. sure micromanage kind of thing, but it, you got to learn right. to delegate and and let it go, and it's 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 a good thing. So, is there now, anything that was in the recent movie, Dear Future Husband? Oh, they've uh, yeah, they've been. Ooh, that movie has been like at the top viewing on Amazon Prime and Tubi. Uh, I think it's on um, what's the other one? Roku, I think it is. But it's oh, Urban Flicks. So it's been at the top for a while on there. And so um, my logo for the uh, public speaking agency is in there. But my book, Gate to Life, You Choose the Life You Shall Experience, is throughout that movie. And I'm also in the movie as an extra. But, oh, really? Um, yes. I got a chance to do that over the past year. And my nephew is acting in the movie. So it's been, it was exciting. Awesome. Was I'm going to have to watch that. Did everybody hear that? Dear Future Husband. Yes. Um, Amazon Prime, you said. And yes. where else? Urban Flicks. And it's on Tubi. Okay. Awesome. That's cool. That's awesome. That's exciting. Yes. Yeah, so I do my best to find those type of opportunities as well. How can I get the book? in different areas so that people can be aware of it because yes. when we write these books and we, we're publishing our story, it's to reach a certain person, you know, yes. or certain people. And in order to do that, we have to make sure that they're aware that it's available. Right. <laughs> so That's true. Different opportunities, product prices, all that is still important even today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So is there, I'm, thank you for getting on here with me again today. There's so much, I always love, well, we should just talk more often than just on the podcast. We could do that. (laughs) So is there any last words that you'd like to say to anybody going into 2022? Absolutely. If you are feeling like your life is on fire, you really need to get this book. You need to get the book, Faith, Failure, Success, Surviving the Storm, because there are so many nuggets of wisdom throughout the different stories of the women in this book that will be life-changing for you, that you can take and utilize and make sure that your 2022 is drastically different from 2021. You can experience some peace, some joy, healing in the midst of reading and beginning to write your story. If If you're saying, okay, I felt like my life is on fire, but I need a coach. I am ready to write my story I am ready to assist you. Feel free to reach out to me through Facebook under Latresa Rice, Instagram Latresa Rice. You can put Latresa Rice at royalclarityview.com and you will reach me as well. I love you all. I'm excited about your healing journey to wholeness. Awesome. Oh, real quick, I wanted to add too, you have a YouTube channel now. I do. I have a yes, YouTube channel. I'm so excited. Yeah, I saw that this morning and I was like, I, w- I was, wasn't was on my app, so I couldn't click on it, but I'm going to subscribe to that today. I was excited Thank to see you. that. So same thing, right? Latresa Rice, that's your YouTube Yes. 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 It's on YouTube. You go to Latresa awesome. Rice and it's going to be under the Royal Clarity View. Okay. And what I plan to do on my YouTube channel is post videos that offer tips and information for those who are in that process of writing or those who are in the process of healing. 
And right okay. now, the series that I'm putting on my YouTube channel is called Wonderful Future. And so Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, I'll put a video on there, an inspirational video that will help you overcome some of the struggles and regain hope as you heal through writing. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Latrice. I hope that you have an amazing day and we will talk soon. Okay. Thank you. I look forward to it. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody, for jumping on Hope. We'll talk to you soon.